Hello, my friends, and welcome to Running on Empty. I am your host, Cameron Popes, alongside my co-host, Patrick Dealey. How are we doing today, Pat? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, man. You know, uh, just ringing in this new year still, you know, just getting back in the swing of things, getting back into talking about, well, I'm always talking about sports, but getting back to talking about sports with you people. Yeah, no, it definitely takes me a few days to kind of get in that, you know, New Year's, New Year rhythm, you know what I mean? Safe to say, like, New Year's Day, like, uh, it's a new year, but you don't like do anything, kind of just sit on the couch, watch football all day. Then it's like New Year's, second day of January, third day of January, then like the fourth day of January is when you're like, okay, here we go. I now it's it. New Year. So it takes me a few few days to get in. But a lot of buzz, a lot of big things happening in the sports things, world man. as we prepare for uh, Wild Card Week in the NFL, which is... We'll get into the slate later, uh, talking about our picks for the games and everything. We briefly talked about it on the last podcast, but we're really diving into it this time around. And I'm really excited for this playoff weekend. It's one of the best wildcard weekends we've had in a long time. I agree with you, man. I couldn't agree with you more. Could yeah, not a agree lot of good more. ones. Even like, it feels like every game um, could, I mean, could be a one or two point game, like final drive, final possession game. And I'm, I don't know, I'm looking, looking forward to it. Yeah, but you always can get those sneaker games on that first weekend, but all four I, games look pretty good. I don't think the Texans are very good, but that's just whatever. Like, we'll get into it later. Um, but we'll anyway, you know, that. things have been happening outside the NFL besides just the playoffs. You know, Black Monday came and went. Eight coaches, I think it was eight coaches, got fired. Yep. Eight coaches. Uh, a fourth of the NFL is head coachless. It was a big story about how now, like, six of them were, like, black Nah, eh. really yeah a lot I didn't of think about that. the like a lot of they the minority community was not too uh too happy too about that oh sure. no sure yeah but uh yeah so and a lot of these coaches will be hired again like adam gase has already had like a multiple multitude of interviews i think uh hugh jackson's gonna be back in the mix man you know you got jackson you gotta love it you see hugh jackson's getting an interview with the vikings for new oc do you see that I did, and uh, <laughs> you know I couldn't be more thrilled for Kirk Cousins and the Purple Team leaders. Just up there. Imagine watching a football game and like Hugh Jackson and Kirk Cousins getting into it on the sideline. That would, I mean, that's that's reality. That TV would be right there. that would be uh, visual meme Spider Man. Just like no, you're an idiot. No, you're an yeah. idiot. No, it'd be it'd be perfect. But we actually need that. Yeah, outside of the coaching carousel, which is happening both in college and in the NFL. The big story right now outside of the playoffs is Antonio Brown just going absolutely haywire. We just missed it yeah. on our last podcast. Yeah, we did. We kind of just filmed it, and then next day things kind of sprout out of it. And we talked about this, I don't know, I think it was last, maybe a couple of seconds ago, I don't remember what it was, uh, episodes. But we really wanted to get into the mass Singer, or at least I did, and you kind of were just like, Cameron, shut up, which is cool. <laughs> I get that all the time. And but then it who was shows like, up? And then I was like, boom, here we go, Antonio Brown. My new favorite show. I love this show. I'm going to watch it every week. I'm going to give you live updates. Antonio Brown um, was a hippo. It was wild. It was such a stupid show, though. If you think about it, but it's, it's just... so stupid that I want to watch it. Cause it's like, oh, like, who's in the mask? <laughs> who's in that? What, what celebrities doing that? I don't oh, know. Yeah, really I, I, I agree with you. It was – I mean, that was that was crazy. They definitely – like, I doubt, like, Antonio Brown was supposed to be out so early. They, they're just like – we have to capitalize on this, and it yeah, went let's bump that super one up. viral, obviously. Yeah, that was a great, great marketing move on on their point. That was a really, really smart oh, yeah. for them to use that while they had the chance. While his name was definitely circulating, but yeah, it seems like the Steelers, their team is so good. I mean, they 
going into the season, Le'Veon Bell is definitely the story, but he was he's the best running back in the game. Antonio Brown's the I would say you know one or two best wide receivers in the NFL. Juju Smith Schuster's been having an unbelievable rookie year. He's had a great second. You're like that team shouldn't miss the playoffs. That is a team that should be in the playoffs, at least as a wild card team. And they're watching the playoffs at home. And that dude, Steelers are kind of a mess right now. They're a shit show. Well, they were a two seed, and then they just lose to the Raiders, which the Raiders, and they're just the yeah. worst team in the NFL. But maybe Cardinals, whatever. You can have whatever argument you want. But right. you can't lose to that team. They ended up getting knocked out of the playoffs, which seemed fair. They looked terrible against the Raiders, and they didn't get they couldn't get together. But the thing is, all this, like at first it came like, oh, maybe Big Ben and A B hate each other, this, that, or whatever. Turns out he was just so like he's such a diva. He was so mad because the Steelers had uh selected Juju as the MVP yeah. of the Steelers rather than him. So he go he just completely loses his mind. Right. <clears throat> Which is I mean Whatever. Why well, I mean why I, does that trigger you? I don't I, I don't understand. It's just like why is that your breaking point? It's like, dude, you're. I think, I, th- I think like the, you know, obviously your position groups are supposed to be your best friends. Like, hey, your your buddy had a really good year. Congrats to him. Yeah. And he was just like, nah, no, that's not. That's incorrect. Wrong. I mean, if I'm the Steelers, though, you have to trade him, right? You have to try and shop him, see what you the, get for the him. The thing is, the thing is, I like. Isn't bad with the cap space. It's so bad. Yeah. It's like twenty million dollars in dead money. Like even if so they, they get it, yeah. It's, so what do you do? What do you? You're you in a pickle, like, man. I think you just like give it a couple months. See just, what happens. I don't know. It seemed. I mean, like he didn't show to practice when the week 17 with the must-win game to even make the playoffs. Obviously, that's like he left the game at halftime. Left the game. He's just not a. Uh, you know, you don't. I saw some people talking about it online about this off-season. Cam Newton and AB did some practices and some stuff together. People were talking about him like, oh, man, the Panthers should pick him up, all that stuff. And it's like, dude, I don't – as a Panthers fan or any any NFL team, I wouldn't want him on my team. That's a guy that's like – as soon as the you know, end of the year happens, you start having some some problems. You know, you're not named the MVP of their team. Like, oh, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit he's, on you guys. Like, no yeah. no one wants a quitter like that. It's just not good for team and, uh, you know, locker room. It's not good for anything. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, yeah. I mean, what else can you say? But, you know, another thing about quitting – Mark Richt just decides mm. to get up out of nowhere. Obviously, things weren't going great in Miami. But uh, he just kind of gets out of, up out of nowhere and says, hey, I'm retiring. Yeah. I think Mark Richt's going to go down as one of the best, worst coaches of all time. Ooh, I like that. I like Because he was – I mean, he had Georgia. Georgia was consistently 9-3, and three, if I mean, not 8-4. Like, they were a 9-3, and 8-4 team every year. They'd make a decent to good bowl game. Get a few games, and like next year would be, oh, this is Georgia's year, this is Georgia's year, and then have like a big win earlier in the year, and then kind of fall apart down the stretch. I think Bobby Petrino was like that too. Yeah, I can see that. And then we'll blow off field problems. I think Mark Rick's a little better. Uh, okay, fair. Yeah. Character on the I'm, field. Off, yeah, just talk about field. coaching in general. You know, <laughs> Bobby Petrino couldn't get people moving, and but yeah, you get it. I get, I get what you're saying though, but I mean Georgia's looking real smart right now because they. Even coming off, of, I think they were uh, nine and four the year they fired Mark Rick to get Kirby Smart, and everyone was like, "This is crazy. That's a chaotic move. This team, this coach has won um, eight or more games the past six years. Like, 
getting rid of him. That's crazy. They saw the window of opportunity get Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart's turned that program around. Got a lot of good recruits there now. And Mark Grant leaves, goes to Miami. Miami's kind of back for a year, and they get blown out Wisconsin, uh, to Wisconsin last year. Yeah. And then uh, back to now the they're losses back, stuff. back to that, and now they lose their coach. I don't know. I I never really thought Mark Rick would be a great fit for Miami. He's a little – he's not yeah. really their style of what Miami Man, wants. Manny Diaz is perfect, even though he just absolutely just – hosed temple but yeah i love that move though being honest. <laughs> I, mean, I, got, like, I i can't say i would have done anything different it's he's the guy is from miami his dad either i think his dad either went or coached or played at miami something along those lines right uh he's like that's his dream job and he was offered that and so like yeah let me go coach in philadelphia or miami uh i'm gonna choose miami 10 times out of 10 yeah no i definitely I would definitely do the same thing. It's uh, a dream job. Here's here's something. This is uh, and this is just an off the topic, really quick thing. Um, Love it. Do you think South Carolina is more of a Mississippi State or a Florida, like a destination or a stepping stone? Um, I I would say more Mississippi State just because Florida's had such a better better history. Yeah, that's what I was um, thinking. I, was, I, was, and, I wanted the other answer, but I knew in my heart. Yeah, no, I did too. It's tough to compare as a Florida. I don't think Mississippi State's really a fair comparison either. But, I mean. I'm just thinking that Dan would, Mullen would, right now. I would definitely not say Sarkona is a. I mean, you think of those top, top tier yeah. programs. I wouldn't throw Sarkona in there. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, what about Dana Holgerson, man? Leaving, going to Houston. Leaving a Power 5 to go to a Group of 5 school. I think he's getting paid a lot of money, but still. He's getting paid more money to go to Houston. I love that. Dude, I mean, think about this. You go to a job with so much less stress. Tress. They've been getting some good recruits. You got Ed Oliver, who's a five-star recruit. They got That's my bad. another. Uh, <laughs> they got a, I forget what quarterback they got. They had a big-time quarterback recruit. Um, so they, they're, They've been getting, getting some good recruits at Houston. You throw in Mark or uh, Dana Holgerson in there, a lot less stressful of a job, making more money, still getting some decent talent, and what they're in the American Conference. What is what what conference are they in? Uh, they might be. Yeah, I think they are in the American Conference. Cool. They have by UCF though, so that's. Oof, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know no, if I'm they might be there. in the. No. Yeah, the American. Yeah. Yeah, I think they are in the American. So you still play some decent talent. I mean, American's not great conference, but um, it is the sixth best conference. That's, you know, what, they, that's, that's what they say. Power six. I mean, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good move for him. Make make more money and less stress. It sounds pretty ideal. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's coaching so searches gonna, everywhere. So I don't. Yeah. Who's gonna take? Is that what you ask? Who's gonna take West Virginia? Yeah, I heard some rumors about Rich Rod going back. No way. <laughs> yeah. I would we need love Rich. that. <laughs> that would be awesome. Seeing Rich Rod just go through the whole carousel of like going from West Virginia, which I'd say is a stepping stone, if not power like power conference, whatever, or power uh, team, to Michigan, then falling off that hill and then going to Arizona and kind of hiding out there. And he pops back up at uh, hey, man. West Virginia. That'd be what, awesome. What goes up must come down. That'd be sweet. All right. Then so, you'd go to, to Ohio State and it would just go back in. It'd be awesome. Do you want to 
Do you want which one? Do you, which one of these do you want to do? You want to bust in these uh, college football playoffs, or do you want to go NBA? You want to save for college football playoffs? No, let's jump into college football playoffs. Let's go. That's, okay. uh Everyone's talking, kind of talking that, that they're not too excited for this bowl game for seeing it, you know, four years well, in a row and all not that. Not only that, it's like it sucks because <laughs> you're in Alabama, South Carolina, or Clemson, South Carolina. If you if you don't know geography, yeah. Uh, these states are three, four hours away, and then there the game is all the way out in uh, Santa Clara. That's uh, I saw a lot of things where it's like tickets right now they aren't being sold that much. It's like uh, there's a couple thousand tickets still available to purchase. I saw I, it's a couple I heard, hundred under like one hundred eighty dollars. Yeah, I heard, I heard numbers like last year was seventeen hundred dollars a ticket. This year it's one hundred and fifty. Yeah, they're just it's really impressive. And it's, I think it's not even like you said. It's more so just the location of these schools and where they have to travel. Like, obviously, like last year was in Atlanta. Pretty yeah. close. And it's Georgia, Alabama, and obviously those tickets can go for a lot more. But, dude, who wants to travel all the way to Santa Clara? Even if, especially if, if you're a Clemson or Alabama fan, like, uh, I would I, 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 I want to say I, I would like to go to San Francisco. I mean, obviously it would be a good trip. But I'm saying, like, I'm I am sure the Clemson fans are diehard that, um, you know, want to see those games. They've already been to the game that was in, what was it, Tampa when they won the National Championship. They played in – I think it was New Orleans though. You're like they make those they make those trips already. Right. It's like so, in a heartbeat. So they've already like done that. Oh, this is a once a lifetime trip. Uh, like, <laughs> three I'm years in a row. Four years in a row. Three years in a row. So why do I want to go to Santa Clara and spend, you know, fifteen hundred dollars round trip for plane tickets and then three hundred dollars, you know, a night in a hotel. Okay. I mean, that just Yeah. Let's well that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's all good from speaking of money, let's stop dancing around the question, folks. I hate to break it to you, buddy. I know you have a big bet on Alabama. I want Clemson. Yeah, yeah, I do too. No, I think I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet Clemson. <laughs> Are you gonna bet against yourself? Yeah, I'm a hedge. <clears throat> I'm soft, but I don't know. It's uh, I keep telling myself this over and over and over. You know, I just decided I'm not on Clemson. I'm on Alabama. I've told myself this over and over <laughs> and over. Clemson has a freshman quarterback. He's not playing like a freshman, but he's got to have a freshman game. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it is sophomore year. He's gonna have a sophomore game, and I'm gonna keep saying it, saying it. And the next thing I know, he's gonna be like number one overall draft pick, and be next Peyton Manning, and still saying he's gonna have a freshman game no matter what. But regardless, I think I just came up with something. Yes, I'm listening. Everyone always talks about two of just being so good. What if he's not? What if two has a freshman game? No, but saying? like. Tua sucked against Georgia. He didn't play like I mean, the the tide didn't dominate Oklahoma like we thought they were. They jumped off to a twenty one zero lead. I get that, but Oklahoma no. came back. Like they only scored thirty eight. Was it thirty eight? Maybe thirty four. One of those. Two Alabama. Yeah, they only scored that. Alabama much. scored. They scored forty five total. Eee. Okay, my bad. Rewind. Yeah, but, that was with old Roberto, and he. Uh, had, oh yeah, because Oklahoma scored thirty-four. Okay, so I don't look that. Down. Yeah, Roberto had the team total over for Alabama, and it was I think it was forty-six and a half. He had forty-five. And Alabama took those knees on the, on the first and goal, so he yeah. was not a happy camper. I don't think. I mean, scoring forty-five against Oklahoma isn't groundbreaking. No, I mean, 
Yeah, they definitely took their. I think they took their foot off the gas and kind of just coasted that and win. Then, but like, I mean, do you think Clemson has a better defense than Georgia? Because I think they do, even without Dexter Lawrence. I think. I mean, I think they have a better defense line, but Clemson's biggest weaknesses are secondary. And I think that's that's kind of Jake Bentley did expose Clemson. Jake Bailey exposed Clemson, threw 500 yards against Clemson. And two is, I would say, just a little bit better than Jake Bentley. And I think that Alabama's coaches are a little bit smarter than Carolina's. So I think they kind of. Uh, okay, maybe maybe you might, jump, you might you might be talking me back on the tide. I don't know. I, know. I, I think it's to be a kind of a high scoring game. I don't think either of these defenses are as What's good the as total? they normally. 59. It's pretty high. It's pretty high, but I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over two. What were the last three uh, scores between the two? Last year's game was a defensive game, but it was also like Jalen Hurts versus Kelly Bryant. Yeah, so that's kind of get those out the window. But the other two have been, I think the national championship game where Clemson won was 35-31, I think, and I can't remember what the other two were, but they've they've all kind of been around that number. Like it's a it's a good number, obviously. Um. They'll come down to the wire. I just, I don't know. I like the over, and I, I like Alabama. I think Alabama kind of comes out hot and goes up big, and Clemson kind of hangs around a little bit, and we'll see. I'm, I'm excited though. I, as like a football fan, not just like a Clemson hater, and people say like, "Oh, you're like, oh, you're an Alabama fan because you went to your South Carolina fan." It's like, no, I just, I really hate Clemson. I don't really care who they play. It's just, True. they're playing Alabama, and I want Alabama to win because of they're playing Clemson, not because I'm an Alabama fan. But I guess a football fan, I think this would be a great game. This has yeah. obviously been the two best teams in college football all year. Yeah, why wouldn't I, I don't care about the uniforms. Why wouldn't I want to see great football? Right. And it's not a why well, it's a different story still. too. It's like a it's not the whole Deshaun Watson, you know, Kelly Bryant, Jalen Hurts. This is Tua versus Trevor Lawrence and just two great players though, that are gonna be the future of college football and you know, probably gonna be high draft picks in the NFL. You nailed that Clemson score, thirty five thirty one. Yeah, I'm a brand boys kid. That's what they call me. But yeah, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to that game. I think it's gonna be very very fun. It's gonna be a back and forth game. You're gonna have those moments where you know adversity hits either team. And it's gonna be who prevails. I'm like I'm excited though. It's gonna be a very entertaining game. Yeah, I think so. I I tend to agree with you, pal. Yeah, I I'm really looking to do. But it is sad that this is like, I hate how there's no football on tonight. Or the night before, or like Friday or Saturday, college football. Like it's just, yeah. I hate it how makes, the, right, it let's makes talk about January first. We kind of didn't really talk about it too much last episode, but the placement of the bowl games. I hate how much of a the the Rose Bowl just loves that time slot, and nothing else can be happening during that entire game. Like the Georgia Texas game should not have started at nine o'clock on New Year's Day. Like yeah. that game should been. Either the next day, that Wednesday, January second, or January third, and like Thursday night tonight or yesterday, that should not have been at nine o'clock. That's a good game, but dude, people got to work next morning. I mean, that game ended twelve thirty, twelve thirty Eastern time. Like I'm, I would love to watch that game. I'm actually kind of happy Texas came up, came up big. I know Georgia came back a little bit at the end, but I was able to kind of fall asleep that. But those games need to be scattered a little more. I don't want to like right now on ESPN. No offense to women's basketball, but like I said, UConn, I forget who they're playing. Baylor. UConn and Sergeant Baylor, and then I think Sacramento is on ESPN2. That's a top two game, bro. Yeah, I know, but I mean, it's, it's still January. Give me that February after football season's over. 
I hear you. I hear you. Well, okay. All right. So let's carry on. Yeah, moving on. Last topic before we ca- uh, catch a break, real quick. Uh, just some NBA buzz, man. Kawhi heading back to the Spurs, uh, to San Antonio. Uh, they're back right now, as a matter of fact. And, and Danny Green. Oh, and don't Danny forget. Green. That's my bad. I, I, that was disrespectful on my point, on my part. Uh, but the Spurs are first of all right now laying it to Toronto, laying it to mm-hmm. them. And uh, I'll plug in the audio right uh, here. And uh, you hear Kawhi just getting abused. (laughs) Just abused by the people. That was great. uh, (laughs) Like, bad blood. Bad blood. I mean, I just love all the Spurs. Because obviously, this past offseason with the trade and everything, and Kawhi, like, kind of faking injuries, sitting out the entire season last year. Danny Green playing, and like the Danny Green and Kawhi trade to the Raptors. The Raptors, like social media, only applauded or thought. I think um, Danny Green didn't really say much about Kawhi. So they throw Danny Green's name right in front of Kawhi in the announcements. The crowd goes wild, and you get Kawhi Leonard, and they just boo the hell out of him. Yeah, I love it. It's I hear great, you. man. It's pretty. Uh, that's a hell of a clip. I'm glad you added that. Uh, last, <laughs> thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. You know, I'm trying my best in this editing thing. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, another. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Harden, Harden's playing Golden State. James Harden, you know him, the beard. Uh, he's averaging almost forty points a game right now, and he's going against you know obviously the not the hottest team, but possibly a chance like the the this team could beat anyone at any time. Obviously, I mean, they're the best team in the NBA, regardless of record, whatever you know, talent wise. I what James Harden doing is doing right now is incredible. The mm-hmm. the Rockets were like seven and eleven. They were like they were in second to last place in the West, and now they've right. won. I don't know, like nine of eleven. Some like, yeah, just going on some crazy streak. They're in fourth in the West right now. And the Lakers kind of been doing the opposite, haven't they? Have the Lakers kind of been falling off? Well, uh, LeBron's been hurt, so I know, but still. Yeah, no, yeah, the Lakers have for sure, for sure, uh, struggled. Well, LeBron's the greatest of all time. He, he said it himself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't like what LeBron's doing with this. Like this show, it just stop, seems stop like talking. every stop talking. I don't just, like it. Just stop. Talking. I don't like it. No, just stop. I don't, just... I don't like it at all. Uh, every one week last thing. Controversial. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate the show. I hate the show, and it's just like every social media, ESPN, everything's just like drilled down my face. Like I don't care about the show. Uh, one last thing. Ah. You get it off that you get it off your chest. Oh, the okay. worst. One, one last thing. Did we did we talk about what Ben Simmons did to Sandarius Thornwell? Nope, that didn't happen. <laughs> Yikes. He hasn't been our guest yet, so he doesn't have our protection. No. Future uh interviewee. Maybe he's been pod. a real Yeah, he's been iffy. Guy. He's... he's been a real good guy. <laughs> I'm gonna blame the time zones. You say, "Oh, come yes, on!" Yes, it's but... real. It's real tough. The time zones are tough because it's like, well, we like to do the, our interviews either around lunchtime, East Coast time, and he's like, "Yeah, that's nine in the morning, bro. I'm not. I'm not waking up doing an interview." And it's like, okay, that's fair. 
Or it's like, all right, let's do it around you know, 8 or 9 o'clock our time. It's like, yeah, I'm going to practice or playing a game. It's like, okay, well, this is tough. You're not really working with us here. <laughs> so he'll come on. I, I, I promise to listeners he'll come on at some point. But uh, yeah, I, he, he did, Ben Simmons kind of destroyed him the other night. It was – it, it was it was sad it was sad he was getting <laughs> and he's doing this thing where he's like all right we are, we are back, back. We are back, we are back, and we are workshopping a new segment, hence the song, My Body, you know. But it's not our bodies that we're going to be living in. Hey, New segment, not our bodies, in someone else's body. We're posers. We're posers. That's what we're going to call the pod, or the segment, I believe. We're workshopping it. If you have any better ideas, follow the Twitter page and shoot us a DM. Get at us. Empty underscore pod. So, posing. So, Pat, I'm trying to put see who put you in someone else's shoes, okay? See what they uh, what you're like. I'm putting you on the spot right now, Pat. I'm putting you on the spot. All right, who am I posing as? You're posing as Jason Garrett, getting the boys fired up this weekend. They're playing the Seattle Seahawks. Give me the spiel why you think as you're telling the team in the locker room, getting them fired up. What do you say, you Jason were... Garrett? Uh, well, here's the thing, boys. Uh, we got a game to play. Mr. Jones is out there watching, and uh. <laughs> And, and, and we're gonna get her done. And uh, Dak, you, Dak, you're gonna hand the ball off like every play, and then we're gonna go deep to Amari Cooper once or twice. That's it. And that's it. Uh huh. Uh huh. What a talk! I mean, damn. That's. I mean, that's pretty spot on. That's pretty. That's what I would think if I was uh, in the Cowboys locker room. That's Jason Garrett, the finest. I, I appreciate that. I think I, I think I nailed that one out of the park. All right, folks, are you ready for your pose? I think so. I don't know. All right. Of course I'm ready. Cameron. Yeah. You are posing as. Okay. LeBron James. LeBron James. You are getting all this hate for taking wine into the stadium, for saying that you're the GOAT, even though most people think you're the GOAT. People are saying that Michael Jordan's super humble, even though Michael Jordan was one of the cockiest players in, in any sport ever. And you were just – and you brought this Lakers team back all the way. What do you have to say? How do you deal with this? I mean, I'm obviously the best basketball player of all time. Um, that game, I don't know if you know this, when I beat the Warriors uh, 3-1, we made a comeback. Everyone's talking about the Kyrie shot that sealed it, but my outlet passed to Kyrie on that. That's what really started the thing. And I, mean, I don't think anyone could pass the ball like me and shoot the ball like me. And also, I had a, I had a pretty big block. Um so, yeah, I mean, I've done it all. I don't really think I have anything else to prove. So, start doing a new thing. It really isn't fun for me just to kind of show up and do what I'd normally do. So, I've been getting drunk before games, drinking some wine. And I finally, I kind of forgot where I was and started doing it before the game. Walking in the locker room, drinking wine. You guys got me. You guys got me. And it's just kind of, it's what I do. It's what I do now. I don't need to, you know, drink the water and get it before. I'll drink wine before. I'm still a great player, player of all time. Michael Jordan's maybe third. Um, right. That's, that's what were, I do. You were making fun of LeBron. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were supposed to be LeBron. 
I'm not making fun of LeBron. I'm just saying this is what LeBron thinks. It's, it's a I, little a little backlash to LeBron, but it's. Uh, I, I mean, think it was a lot of backlash <laughs> to LeBron. <laughs> I just, uh, I think, I just think. I mean, I'm just the greatest basketball player of all time. I mean, Kyrie, that pass. You see that pass? Uh, I just can't wait to play with my boy. My boy, me and him, we'll probably join up with AD, KD, maybe Steph. It'll be LeBron, the, the James gang, doing our thing. We'll probably get Dwayne Wade off the bench. Get Melo come in as their eighth man, but he's actually going to be starting because he's going to be a bench player. That's a little bit better. That's a little bit and, better. That's uh, what I do. That's what I do. Go Nike. Is it in you? Sheesh. <laughs> Whew, I think I killed that segment. You did it a little better the second time around. Your second attempt. I'm going to keep both attempts in there so everyone heard of the first one. I just, I mean, I think I think I killed it. All right, let's keep going, Cat Pat. You're right. John Calipari, okay? No. Oh. <laughs> John Calipari after they whooped uh, Louisville's ass. What are you saying to the team in locker room? Uh, <laughs> look, guys. That was a real – God, I hate this. That was a real great win we had against a quality opponent. Mm-hmm. Your checks mm-hmm. are going to be a little late. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, okay. Nike. The FBI is breathing down our necks. But really, uh, you know, I'm just glad uh, we have a young team, but we're not as talented as we normally are. Uh, but we're going to be really good this year. And uh, I'm a good coach, and I'm a sleazeball, but I'm a good coach, and we're going to be really good this year. All right, moving on from that. I know you hated that. I know you hated every bit of that. That was so mean. All right, moving on. Really... Next segment. On. We're, what are we getting into? Oh, getting shit. Into... No way. All right. Yeah, you know what that means. It's playoff. Wild card weekend. weekend. It is the wild card weekend. And uh, like I talked to earlier, talked about earlier in the show, it's the best wild card weekend I've seen in any recent time. We don't have the Tom Savage versus uh, Connor Cook game on the Saturday afternoon slate. I guess there are no backup quarterbacks playing the wild card. Uh, It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. Well, I guess you count Nick Foles. Nick Foles. We'll get to that game. That's the end. Let's start off in the beginning. Texans versus the Colts. Two division matchup, uh, divisional teams. I love the divisional teams playing in the playoffs. I actually really enjoy that because he's like, oh, they know each other really, really well, so you're going to have a close game. But it's also like, you know, it's like you think you've seen this three or four times? I don't care. I'm going to see it again. I'm, I'm, down, I'm down to see it again. And it's like really excited to see Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck face off mano y mano. On center stage with the whole world's going to be watching. I mean, you you look at this game, like breaking down this game like a real football analyst would. You have to take like all – What like, we are. Right, right. What we are. Sorry. Well, we, how we look at the game. You have to take this game from like all levels, like comparatively. You look at the defense. If I have to go off or uh, defensive line, I think I go advantage Texans, obviously. Just because they're Ed Rushers, whether you want to call them a linebacker or whatever – Jadavian Clowney's always rushing. J.J. Watt always rushing. Uh, then you drop back into the second-tier linebackers. Edge obviously goes to the Colts. They have that r- rookie sensation, Leonard, who got snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Out of South Carolina State, as I might add. Yeah, out of Go Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know anything about either secondaries. All I know is they have a honey, bra- honey badger in the – Houston. But I mean, you can go back yeah. or back and forth with that. Yeah, I mean, both teams are pretty well. Like they're a pretty balanced team. Obviously, they have their like highlight points with 
Um, like DeAndre Hopkins, unreal, and yeah, you got New Hopkins. Uh, you got New Hopkins and uh, T.Y. Hilton. Obviously, I think a good advantage goes New Hopkins because I think he might be the best receiver in the league. I think mean, definitely is Hopkins. I think the only weakness they have is their running backs, but I think everywhere else is just pretty much a solid, if not it's above average NFL but unit. I would like to have team. I'd like to have Andrew Luck over uh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, thank you over Deshaun Watson. I think a hundred percent, hundred times out of a hundred. I think Andrew Luck should have more MVP consideration. I, I, I agree with you. I, I really I mean, do. I think he's been very underrated. and I, I mean, they, they got off to a really bad start in the Patrick Mahomes show. And it's Patrick Mahomes MVP. Is, but I just think that uh, it should have been. Comeback player of the year. should have around there. He's definitely comeback player of the year. Yeah, without doubt. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you said, uh, Lamar Miller, don't trust him. Is Alfred Blue on still on that team? I think so. I yeah. don't trust him. Uh, the Colts offensive Ball line has back. been spectacular. Right. So, and they have, I think Jack Doyle might have gotten hurt, but Eric Ebron has like 12 touchdowns this year. All yeah, he does is catch touchdowns. All he does is catch touchdowns. I think he has like 11 receptions and he has 12 touchdowns. Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I agree. All right, Pat, um, give me a give me a prediction of the game. No one here. Okay. I'm going to go. We're going to go game by game, by the way. Yeah, I like that. We're spending about two minutes on the game. Two, three. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Sure. Um, I'm going to say Colts 20, Colts 31, Okay. Texans 27. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think it's going to be a little lower scoring of game as you might, uh, well, you might not think. Uh, I'm going to go with Texans 27, Colts 24. It's going to be a real good game. It's going to be a really, really good game. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be one of those, whoever team has the ball at the end of the game, I think that's what it's going to be. Whatever quarterback has the ball, both guys are proven winners. Um, both guys are uh, – Angel looks a little bit older, but I would say the future, a the younger breed of uh, quarterbacks. You know, They're like the future of the NFL, the next tier, okay? So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that game. Uh, and then you sit on your couch, the next game pops up, boom. It's the other NFC game. What is it? It's uh, – Eagles. It's the Dallas Cowboys versus Seattle Seahawks, which yeah. everything to me points that the Seahawks are going to win. I think I've I've been the Dallas is overrated, and when they went on that winning streak, that stretch, there was a bunch of teams that really weren't that good, except for the Saints. But I think everyone's been pointing to the Seahawks, so oh, they're going to win, they're going to win. I think the Cowboys, man. I think the Cowboys are actually for real, and they actually win this game and uh, send Seattle packing. What do you think, Pat? Um, this is a defensive game. There's no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, you got a great defensive line again on Dallas. What's that guy's name? Lawrence. They have Lawrence. Yeah, yeah they have uh, Lawrence and Vander Esch has been. Oh yeah, one of the best linebackers in, in the NFL this year. So yeah, both sides, both sides, both Lawrence, defenses are pretty good. Um. Um, yeah, I mean, Obviously, and both teams have explosive Pete Carroll, offenses. Pete Carroll has built this Seattle uh, defense back, like yeah. from a phoenix rising from the ashes. It's, it's been yeah. incredible to watch. Yeah. Um, while you know, like the Legion of Boom, minus like Bobby Wagner, is just like like Richard Sherman's on the 49ers. Oh, yeah, the whole team is gone. And yeah, it's but it's yeah, a so new look Seattle team. It's he's a, been able to survive that. Russell Wilson's been playing great. Russell Wilson has is a second half quarterback. You look at all of his stats, 
Mm-hmm. He plays every season way better in the second half than he does the first half, and he's obviously turned it on this uh, back half of the season. Uh, and I think it's going to be up to Dak, uh, like like when we had Jason Garrett on the podcast. Thanks for coming on, Jason. Um, right. I don't think they're going to do – they're going to do their best not to have Dak lose the game, which is a bad, bad way to play a game. That's how that's how Blake Bortles and the Jags lost to Patriots last year. So yeah. They're going to just give the ball to Zeke Elliott 30 times, and hopefully he breaks a couple, and Dak is going to throw the ball you know, 15 to 20 times, and hopefully he doesn't fuck up. That's pretty much what their, uh, their stance is, their, their game plan. Bold prediction, I think Seattle comes back from behind in the second half. I could see that. Like I said, I think the Cowboys are going to win. I think they've been really like underrated this year. Um, everyone like they went on that winning streak and they beat the Saints on that weird Thursday night game. But everyone's like, oh, it's still, you know, it's still the Cowboys. They'll, they'll end up messing up or something like that. I think they think they're actually going to win. But I would not hate a Dak Prescott collapse and a post game interview with Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones after a loss is always really, really fun to watch. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, All right, um, that's it for Saturday games. Let's bump over to. The Sunday games, we got the Chargers and Ravens, the 1 o'clock slot. Kind of sucks for the Chargers uh, coming from west to east, uh, playing that 1 o'clock game. body clock for the Chargers. Body clock. But I'm, I'm assuming they're already in uh, Baltimore, or they're probably arriving, what, Friday night? Yeah, probably. So I mean, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be adjusted. That that does suck on their part, um, especially with the, they're on a better record and everything. But it's – um. Uh, that's gonna be a really, really good game. Those teams just played each other a few weeks ago, and the Ravens uh, beat them pretty good. They look like obviously the better team. Chargers kind of came back there at the end, but um, I think this is Lamar Jackson's coming out game. I know he's had a few already, but I think this is the one. Where it's like, okay, <laughs> this guy is actually really, really six good. and one. I think. I mean, six and that one. Defense has been incredible. Everyone's been saying the defense, and he's been making plays. Six and but one. I think he's gonna have a great game. I like the Ravens a lot in this game. All right, score. Give me a score for both Seattle Cowboys and the Ravens. Uh, Seattle Cowboys, I'm going to give uh, Cowboys the upper hand. I'm going to go 24-23. Wow. Wild score. Game-winning field by the Cowboys. Okay, Ravens Chargers. Ravens Chargers. Um, I'm going to say Ravens win uh, 31-24. Okay. Obviously, I am a huge Lamar Jackson fan. Uh, you just won't be able to contain him. I just don't think the uh, San Diego Superchargers will be able to contain him, even if they just played him a couple of weeks ago. They're playing in Baltimore. Uh, everyone always talks about how overrated home field advantage is. I don't think that's true in the NFL playoffs, uh, especially for a West Coast team like that. No chance. No chance in Baltimore. The Ravens are going to be out and ready to roll. I am stoked for that. To be fair, though, the Chargers play every game on the road. <laughs> their home stadium is 30,000 people. That's usually half and half with their fans and the opposing team. It's true. So they are, I would say, road tested. I won't be very but, upset, to be honest, if the Chargers do win. I do like the Chargers a lot, like Phillip Rivers. But uh, I have the Ravens on this one. Okay, so for throwback to Cowboys Seattle, I have that game going. 24-17 in favor of Seattle. Okay. And then for the Raven Chargers, I have it going 
I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a wacky game number. I like that. I, I was waiting for a wacky game number. Maybe a couple makes extra points by uh, old Justin Tucker. Uh, no, I don't think that's going to happen. Never they, know. They'll go for like a, they'll go for two for some reason. Okay. 26. 21. Ravens. Oh, I don't hate that. All right. Last one. And we close out, which I think out of all the games, the most interesting game. You have the defending world champions in Philadelphia Eagles versus a new new welcome team to the playoffs in the Chicago Bears. Um, I think this is the game Nick Foles' career ends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not like in an injury way, but like the way where it's like, okay, this guy. I just think that with the Bears' defense, all this stuff is going to happen next year when Carson Wentz comes back. We'll get into that later, but – Dude, the Bears are really freaking good. That defense is really good. I mean, Chicago home team, that's going to be a very intense crowd. The place is going to be rocking. I think the spread's five and a half. I think Chicago wins by more than that. I think you take the Chicago Bears. I think the Eagles, they are a hot team right now, but I think the Bears are one of the most complete teams in the NFL. And besides um, the Rams and the Saints, I think Chicago's the best team in the NFC. And as the other real shot, to win the NFC compared to other than those uh, Rams and the Saints. I like the um, the Bears big. I think the Bears are going to win. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say 31-14. 31-14. Wow. Okay. I think big. I like the Bears a lot. All right. So here's the Eagles, folks. <laughs> here's my here's my analysis. Um it's just basically you know, I think <laughs> Nick Foles has just some magic about him that I think the winner of this game does make the Super Bowl. That wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Um, really, I can't focus with this song on. <laughs> I can't either. But, it's dark. But uh, I think Nick Foles just, I can't explain it. I mean, Alshon is obviously great. I think he wants to mess up Chicago. I, think, I don't think they that ended well. But... Wants to mess up Chicago. Uh, right. Nick Foles just has magic. Doug Peterson just knows how to coach Nick Foles and not Carson Wentz for some bizarre reason. I don't know what to tell you. I know it doesn't make sense with their with how good the defense of Chicago is, but I mean, obviously Philadelphia's defense also has been playing better, and they're an underdog. It's like Tom Herman as an underdog. You just don't bet against them. The Eagles win. No, I mean I don't. I don't. I don't hate it, Pat, but I hate it. Um, <laughs> I hate what you said. So I, I really do like I the Bears hate a lot. what you said. <laughs> yeah. All it's right, like what they say. It's what they tell you. Like, uh, you always got to kind of agree or like, yeah, but, yeah, but. No, I hate everything you just said. The Bears are going to win and win big. You can you can save that clip and play it for me on the next podcast when the Bears lose, and it'll be a nice little sound clip. I will. But I, I, mean, I really do like the Bears, dude. I think that's kind of – they have the – Best player in the NFL, uh, best defense player in the NFL, in Khalil Mack. Um, overall, best defense in the NFL. And I just, um, Mitch Risky's just can't play just uh, play not to mess up. And I think they're really good on offense too. I just think overall, the Bears win. I think they win handedly. All right. Well, uh, I'm excited for this weekend. That was yeah. be very exciting. I weekend. think I think it's gonna be awesome. I think you have some hockey news you want to discuss, so I'm just hockey gonna, news. I'm, I'm gonna go, That's you fair. know, take a walk just, or something. Yeah, just you, take a walk. you go ahead and go ahead and fire it away. All right, so this is 
one of my personal favorite uh, favorite times of the year. It's the World Juniors. Okay, for those that don't know, it happens every year. Uh, beginning of the year, and usually in December is when the tournament starts um, and ends beginning of the new year. Uh, big upset. So the games are playing held in Canada. They normally are played in Canada, but this year is in Canada. And Canadians got knocked out. Bad. The Canadians got knocked out to Finland. Lost 2-1. to one. Canada's an uproar. They lost. The home team lost. Uh, and now it's just down to Canada. Or just uh, U.S. is playing in Russia to, to, today, actually. Friday, January 4th at 1 o'clock. Uh, obviously, the two best teams. And it's really, really competitive stuff. It's second to the Olympics uh, for Olympic hockey. Again, really fascinating stuff. So you should turn your t- TV on if you have nothing to do at 1 o'clock. If you want a better random game, bet the U.S. They're beating Russia. Um, so that's that's my hockey time. Looking forward to the World Juniors, as I always do every year. Pat, back to you. Okay, we're back. <laughs> All right. That was thrilling. I might bet it. Probably not. Big sponsorship with the NFL, Pat. Um, they just signed an, a deal with Caesars Palace Entertainment. Oh, see, when Make I said it Caesars, first... I thought you meant pizza. I thought we were going to – Nope, not Caesars Pizza. Not Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. I didn't, I didn't think it was a big deal. I was like, what, who cares? Caesars. Uh, nope. Caesars Entertainment uh, is the first casino sponsorship of the NFL. Boys, the times are changing. The times are changing. Gambling has become more and more regular. There's a lot more sites you can gamble on. You know, it's something that I noticed over the past four or five years where you're watching the pregame shows and they show the lines on the TV. They never used to do that. They used to never, like, oh, marquee matchup, bam, bam. Here's the line over under. They didn't, they never used to do that. Now they do. It's really exciting times. Uh, it's gonna be a different aspect. It's gonna be fun once the announcers start getting in. And now if the NFL is having sponsors of casinos, they're gonna be promoting it, obviously, because they're gonna be making more money. They're getting a sponsorship deal. So it's gonna be exciting to see how the NFL does. They've been so against the gambling. It's gonna be exciting to see what they uh, how they try to promote that. I really been think, so against it. I really think that uh, it is gonna make. Like sports gambling, sports in general, all sports are going to grow. There is going to be so much money made and so much money lost by yeah, not just me, but everyone. It's gonna be, Shout out to Vegas for winning, really. Good for yeah. them. Asshole. It's going to be really, really fun. I'm, I'm actually really excited for uh, this in the NFL and just kind of see a lot of sports. The NHL signed a contract with um, MGM earlier this year, or right. I guess earlier at the end of last year. Um, now you're seeing NFL do it. And I'm sure NBA will be next. It's surely followed by the MLB. Uh, actually, MLB's going to be a while. MLB's pretty bad about gambling. Whenever Pete Rose dies, I'll probably do it. And whatever. That's a different discussion. Um, it's, yeah, it's going to be really exciting to see. I mean, I wonder if they're going to have, like, the announcers going to be open about, like, prop bets or, like, stuff like that. Like, um, I mean, I don't want it to take away too end. much from the game, you know? I would I mind maybe like I a little I, bit. I, I don't know how they're going to do it. It's going to be interesting to see how they do it because it's going to be – Maybe it's a if big like top. a gambling – like there was a gambling broadcast, that I would could be see sweet. There Pat McAfee on that. Ooh. That would be awesome. Pat McAfee killed his uh, broadcast this past week and hit the Packers lines game. That was awesome. That was really – it was a different – not old school, not your generic broadcast. It was very, very good. And I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. All right, uh, just a few more things. Uh, Pope's real quick update. How is your boomerang 
quest to stop boomerang your resolution going? Uh, haven't done it yet. Almost did the other day, or actually yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Thought about it. Um, had a nice little lunch, and just one of those things like, oh, the food eats first, baby. <laughs> Almost boomed it. Didn't boom it. Um, so I, it's it's been tough. Proud it's been really tough, but I mean, it's a work of progress, Pat. Proud of you. It's a work of progress, and I think it's going well. But I'd like to end the show. A little pop culture with your favorite post. Okay, favorite before posts. before we do <laughs> before we do that, uh, a little bit of housekeeping. A little tease. Uh, yeah, a little tease for you people. Hopefully, this is our last show for a little bit without a guest. If you know anyone famous, hit us up. Also, we will be having a voicemail line. Call us with your sports takes, sports questions, and the sports guys will have an answer for you. Yeah. Maybe. We want to hear what the people are thinking. We're curious. We really do. We're curious. We have this podcast not because we got drunk and bored. That's just what it, it, it's kind of how it started, but not anymore. But be, for you. <laughs> it's for mm-hmm. you. So the listeners out there. Also, just get anything. If you want to rant. If you want to vent about your favorite yeah, team. Yeah, if you have losing, a problem, something happened, you lost some kind of bet, it has to be a really good rant or else I'm not putting it on. But yeah. call us up. All right. Post let us know. Pop culture. Go. Pop coach time. I think we need a sound bit. I think the fans would like that. But uh, next week, Vandersnatch. Okay, Netflix, Black Mirror released their first movie. Okay, they've been doing their episodes, seasons, all that stuff, which has been about an hour and thirty minutes long. They did their first movie, and I honestly like. I, I fucking I hated it. Like it, it was very annoying. They they make it interactive, so you like. The guy will be living his day-to-day life, and you kind of pick what he does, and it's like stupid stuff. Like, it starts off with, like, oh, pick the cereal he wants. It's like, I don't want to pick, like, what does this do the plot? But there's a lot of inside things. It's a good story. I think it'd be even, it'd be really, really good if they didn't have to do an interactive part. It's kind of like a mind fuck with, uh, you're controlling a guy in a movie, he's taking drugs, and it's like, he's in the Truman Show, and you're controlling him, kind of thing. Yes. So it's kind of cool in that part. But they just do way too much of the interaction where you actually have to keep going and going and going. And there's probably like 45 different points where you have to click on what outcome it's going to be. And then like if it's the wrong outcome, they'll do like five minutes of going with it and then send it back to like the beginning. And like give a little preview about where it's at and then send it back to that. It's like, okay, this is just annoying. Like I just want this movie to end. So that's my my little rant, my little pop culture rant. Everyone's discussing about it. Uh, I would say watch it just because it's a experience, but uh, I, I personally didn't fully enjoy my experience. But I think everyone should do it. I think everyone should have it. Do it at least once. And that That's was my pop culture time. Um, my last little takeaway for the weekend is that we are 97 days away from the Masters. That's all I have to say, folks. Enjoy your weekend. Pat, sound us off.
This is a Pat Cam production.